Welcome to the e-commerce lab by EcomC. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomc, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA private level and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomc. And today we bring another special guest. His name is Tom, and he's the co-founder and CEO of Junkolytics, which is a business that uses basically intelligence and analytics to help you basically manage your business and scale it further with everything that has to do with understanding in depth the numbers around your business. So, Tom. It's a pleasure to have you here. I know today we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, which is basically how to manage an account when it comes to having multiple SKU accounts. We know that nowadays people is trying to diversify as much as possible, and it's more common than never now that people have a lot of SKUs on their accounts. So it'll be interesting to hear your tips and, and strategies when it comes to that. But in the meantime, I want to welcome you, Tom. And how you doing, my friend? Thank you for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm doing great. Um, yeah. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I think uh, when we actually introduced each other for the first time a couple of weeks back and we actually did a demo around your tour, I was uh, interested a lot by, by the things you brought to the table and to the community. I think like when it comes to understanding numbers in, in the Amazon space, in specific where we, where we reside, is something super important. I think nowadays a lot of people... Uh, they don't really understand the numbers in depth. I mean, they just go to your seller central account and they think sometimes they're making a profit, but most of the time when you do the proper PNL and you see yeah. they're in red. <laughs> so it was uh, very interesting to see what you have done with your tool. And of course, we're going to be touching that a little bit further down the line in the episode. But uh, before we jump into the topic and all of that, I think I would like to start with you, Tom. I, I know you're a, a successful entrepreneur and I would like to hear about basically your background, how you got into e-commerce. And what made you found basically jungle activities? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I started my career in tech, uh, worked in San Francisco and Silicon Valley and various software companies for the first nice. five years of my uh, career. Um, and then I accidentally started an Amazon business. Uh, <laughs> Tell and, me a little bit about that ex- accident. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I got, got roped into this crazy world of, of Amazon uh, back in 2014. I invented a, a board game uh, called The Voting Game. Oh, which then turned okay. into 10 board games and a brand called Player 10 Games. Okay. Um, I sold that business in 2019. Um, nice. I actually started a second Amazon business in 2017, okay. selling uh, children's clothing. Okay. Um, and that's kind of the was the impetus for starting Junglelytics, uh, which was managing a high skew count Amazon business is very difficult. Um, especially um, when you have a lots of parent-child relationships mm-hmm. in your products. Yeah, so especially clothing. That's yeah. my guess. <laughs> uh, and getting to insights and in, in, uh, monitoring your metrics for sub-variant groups uh, mm-hmm. was something that I couldn't find any tools on the marketplace that solved mm. this problem. Um, and so I made it myself. Wow. 
that's 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 awesome i think it's funny because uh, most of the solutions we found either on this and service providers have things or software it's always like most of the histories are like that like we couldn't find a solution we're struggling yeah. and then you know what i'm gonna do it myself and then you realize that it's actual business to be made around that <laughs> which is very interesting and yeah, and, and I bet Jungleetics in the beginning was used just for your personal use, I guess, right? And that's how you evolve as a software. Yeah, so in the software world, we like to call that dog fooding. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. we're definitely dog fooding Jungleetics uh, wow. at, the, at the baby brand, for sure. That's very nice. So now you, you, you mentioned something interesting, which is, I guess you still have the, the clothing brand around kids, right? So and, yeah. and I guess when it comes to skills, that must be a nightmare. I, I can imagine when you log in your central account, the amount of listings you see. And <laughs> yeah, we have uh, somewhere around 800. Uh, wow, my God. Yeah, 800 I can't. ASINs, but then we also do them through FBM and FBA. So wow. 1,600 uh, different SKUs. <laughs> I yeah. imagine when you need to launch like a PPC campaign or something like that, it must take ages to do so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. anyway, I, I think the first thing I would like to. I mean, based on your experience that for sure you have on this space, mm-hmm. is that what are some of the main challenges you encounter when you have this type of business? I mean, what what are some of the things you see on a daily basis in your business that, oh my God, it's a nightmare when it comes to dealing with this type of accounts? Yeah, yeah so um, I guess the first one is around inventory. Mm-hmm. And so managing what I like to call long tail inventory, um, and that's another way of saying inventory that doesn't move quite as fast as yeah. some of the be your hero skews. Um, we've, I guess, using Junglelytics, we actually discovered that a lot of our um, inventory is aging. Like I see. So it's reaching the long, the basically inventory that stays for very long. In, um, in yeah, and, and, yeah. And previously our strategy was to basically try to allow uh, or have an, an FEA offer for every single mm-hmm. SKU in our catalog. And I guess we've recently moved to only having SKUs that move through at least uh, two case packs a year yeah. okay. uh, as FBA SKUs. And the remainder of SKUs, the ones that don't uh, move through at least two uh, cartons a year, um, are only off- available via MFN. Um, mm. So when so- you mean cartons, you mean... a. I mean, the amount of units you get in a carton, that's what you mean, right? Yeah, so um, when the factory ships them, uh, okay, they nice. put them in a bigger box with some quantity inside. Um, Good. The size of your products, it, it may be as low as one. It could be up Interesting. to a few hundred, depending upon how big the product is. I see. And I guess what you do is then the opposite as well. Like if you find FBM listing that's selling quite a lot, you, you change that into FBA, right? Yep, or we'd or in that case we'd end up having both because we always want to fall back, have a fallback mm. option in case inventory is being moved between FBA warehouses or um, yeah, unavailable for whatever reason. I see, um, I see, and 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 when you have this big quantity of of units, when it comes to inventory management, I mean, how and this is a, a question that I bet is tricky to answer, but how you you calculate the amount of units you need to order to each specific SKU because each SKU is going to have a different sales velocity. Each SKU is going to sell more than others. So I guess when it comes to put, putting the purchase order, it must be a nightmare as well, right? <laughs> yeah, so we use we use a combination of things. We use year-over-year forward-looking forecasts. Okay. So what did we sell in the upcoming few months that we're ordering into? Um, mm-hmm. 
and then we'll multiply that by a growth rate. Um, and then we also try to look at, and this is another thing that Jungleitics helps us out with a lot, is inventory availability. Mm, so okay. when you have a ton of SKUs, you're going to go out of stock on something. Yes. Um, it's yes. almost impossible to stay in stock on everything all yep. the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's one metric that Amazon doesn't do a great job of reporting out, um, mm -hmm. which is how, how many days over some period of time were you out of stock on a, like a child ASIN within a okay. child relationship okay. um, listing. And I so see. With, with that data point, you can then go back in time and look at the percentage of days that you were available. Mm -hmm. You can build a model that includes that kind of like, how many units would I have sold if I was in stock every single day? Yeah. And then you can also use forward-looking uh, projections with a growth rate to get to a pretty accurate um, forecast for what wow. you would be able to sell. Um, I see. So basically you kind of, I mean, this can be good news and bad news for when you're using because the bad news is that you see how much money you lost. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> or how much opportunity you have to grow. Is yeah, but the, but the good news is at least you can, because I guess what you do is you take historical data that during that period, if you had the inventory, that's how much you, you have sold. And then that's how you make the projection of how much inventory to order, I guess. Right? Exactly. Good. Uh, now, when it comes to a specific KPIs to track, right? Yeah. I mean, there, there's already a ton of KPIs to track, but I guess when you multiply that by 800 listing, that becomes even... Um, more difficult thing to to really track at the at the, at the SKU level. So my question is, when you have these accounts that are very big in terms of SKU account, would you say you go in depth in depth to the SKU level to see a specific API, or you keep it at the parent level, or you keep it at the category level? How you do it? Like, what is the advisor? Yeah. So it totally depends upon, I guess, the context of of which you're asking, and I think there's value at every level. So. Okay. Um, your previous question about ordering inventory. That's uh, right. Mm -hmm. Definitely needs to be at the SKU level. Um, mm -hmm. You can't order yeah. <laughs> things at any other level. You don't know what you're ordering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, for something like PPC, um, product line is usually um, good enough for many um, okay. it, uh, scenarios. But if, say, you have um, a certain strategy that you're, you're launching on a certain subset of your... Um, catalog on a specific page, you may actually want to be able to go down and look at um, maybe just three of your colors. Um, mm -hmm. If you have a campaign, for example, I sell children's clothing. Um, and so we'll have campaigns that target just boy keywords with blue items. Mm -hmm. And then we want to isolate only the blue items for those ad um, types um, to see how that kind of program or experiment that we're running within our advertising is performing. Um, I That's see the rest of the catalog. Um, okay. Okay. So yeah, I guess it depends on what you want to achieve with that specific skill. Yeah. I mean, if that skill that is more generic, I guess you keep it at the parent level. But if you want to target specific colors or specific design that that skill has, I guess you go the extra mile and do a exactly. strategy at the cure level for that skill. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then there's a similar kind of uh, axis with region where mm -hmm. you want to be able to measure generally each region independent of every other region um that's right yeah of course like if i guess you mean like if you have usa canada mexico that's what exactly. yeah. yeah yeah and, and actually now just to make sure i also make a, a, a more a emphasis in when it comes to the parent and variations and i guess you you will have a lot of 
experience on this question I'm going to give you next is when it comes to launching more products or even working with your current products, I always get this answer, this question to myself when we're talking to clients. Like they ask me, okay, I have a parent product, right? Parent yeah. listing. And under it, I have 30 SKUs. Each SKU is, let's call it, a design. Let's call it one is a design for girls, one is for boys, you name it, different designs. Okay. And the question always comes like, what is better to keep all under the same parent listing and then they share the same reviews, but then at the same time, you you know there's going to be limitation terms for ranking or will you keep it all separately? And and I know this may vary again on the type of product, yeah. but what have you seen working the best in the long time in terms of a the, the best results yeah in terms of ranking sales and all that yeah so i guess like you said uh there isn't a one-size-fits-all approach mm-hmm. um this question yeah is different depending upon what you're selling mm-hmm. um, i think there is one kind of exception to that and that's things that can't be determined by your hero image okay so one example of that there are a few others but one um, obvious example of that is size yeah. Um, if your variation axes the size, a user on Amazon or a customer, a, a purchaser on Amazon can't determine which size the item is from the image. Yeah. And so therefore, by not uh, using a parent-child uh, relationship skew for specifically size or other I'm things here. that have that yeah. um, thing, in my eyes, there's no reason not to use parent-child relationships for something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a much a bigger argument around things like color where you actually can determine the difference in color from the yeah. um, hero image yeah, and also from the keywords. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes in where um, one strategy that we've had a lot of success with is making sure that we're targeting the right child ASINs mm-hmm. for our ads that have keywords that have intent, um, specific intent within the parent child. The color. We do yeah. have on that page. Yeah. So if you have someone searching for green shirt, you definitely don't want to show them the red one. Yeah. Even if, <laughs> even if you offer the green one. But it's it's actually surprising when I'm in um, customer accounts. Um, we have an offering uh, at Junglelytics where we do some consulting on top of the product. Oh, interesting. Uh, people okay. um, kind of gather insights uh, within their business. Um, and we've seen time and time again where people will be um, advertising, um, I guess, a, a sub-variant of their product that converts less well um, than <laughs> yeah. other sub-variant within the yeah. same product line. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically like picking up free money uh, yeah. because you're you're spending money on it, on advertising a child ASIN that doesn't convert it yeah. within the same group. You literally just change which, which child ASIN you're advertising and your, your advertising metrics go up. Yeah, I think that, I mean, it makes total sense what you're saying, but at the same time, I guess, and and maybe you can also help me here, is like the other side of the the fence when it comes to arguing this is like some people say, okay, that's right. Maybe if you have different colors or things that can be separated, it would make sense. But then people say, but what if the person that wanted to buy the red one, it goes on your listing and then they see, oh, actually you say other four pros that I, or the colors I never even thought of. And because totally. it's on, on the family, now going to buy it, which is not going to happen if you have the list on its own. So you see what totally. I mean? So that's the other issue as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think I think in most cases, I default 
to, and again, this is case by case, so yeah. uh, there's no blanket solution. But I think in general, if you're asking the question, should this be a variation? I think mm -hmm. the default should generally be yes. Yeah. Um, and it's the cases where you have a massive listing is one is one case where breaking it apart actually can make sense mm -hmm. because you'll have multiple pages then with multiple thousands of reviews or something yeah. in this order of magnitude. Um, where then you can take up four space or you can start to have the conversation of how much space are we taking up on the search result page versus how is our conversion rate changing on our detail page? That's um, right. And ultimately, those are the two things that you're kind of trying to optimize. Um, yeah. And, and I think the other thing to close this point is that we also need to consider that because one specific variation is just going to show at, at the single time. Mm -hmm. For keywords uh, that have to do with a red color, just the red variation most likely is going to be the one that shows because it has more better conversion history on that keyword. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you still have some kind of a, you're going to build the relevancy on the keyword level, just that you're not going to have tens of listings of yours in the same queue at the same time. I guess you can actually, you can have it twice, the advertisement and the organic, but that's it. And order right. that you can, yeah. Good. So now uh, another question. I also wanted to, to pick your brain into this one is when it comes to creating variations, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes people come to us and say, okay, I'm going to create more variations, but currently they don't have any, right? Yeah. Uh, and they get confused, like, should I use a flat fan? Should I use a, maybe open a case with Amazon? Because sometimes realistically, if you go to a list and it says, oh, this category doesn't allow variation, but that's kind of about a, a bad wording from Amazon because actually you can add variation just that initially you didn't add them and they make you think you can't, but you can. Yeah. So is there any specific tip you have to make sure you, you make it a, a, as efficient as possible? Do you use flat files? Do you use other methodologies? And if you can share them. Yeah. So always five files. Um, and then working with our friends over at Seller Support to make sure that uh, everything happens as, as, ne as necessary. Uh, yeah. But yeah, flat I, files and variation listings go hand in hand. Uh, yeah, I think the, the, the flat file, to be honest, is, is people get afraid when they, you told them by using yeah. Excel. They're so scared. But I think another strategy that I have seen, and maybe you have done this, is that the other thing you could do, you can just go through the normal methodology of creating a listing, mm -hmm. and then you create it as a parent. And then when you go and and you need to add the variation, you just select the two ASINs that are right now on its own, a single listing under the new parent listing you're doing normally. And that mm -hmm. should create the family as well be, without doing the flat file. And that's something we discovered as well that was ah. much easier because basically you go like traditional, you're not clicking the, the interface. I want to add a new product. Yeah. You choose the category, you choose parent variation, and you know you need to put ASINs there. You just put the essence of the old listings and then those two get attached to the new parent listing and you don't need to use plot words. So that's oh, amazing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, check it out. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Good. So now uh, I think what I want to start jumping more into uh, Jungolytics. I think, I mean, the, the benefit it brings to it is huge. And I think the first thing I would like to ask you is, I mean, the, the cost in terms of savings when it comes to using a software like this and trying to do it on your own and sometimes not even figuring out what is wrong with your business. So maybe can you give us some insights about why it's so useful to have something like this on, on, on your business operations? Yeah, yeah so um, I guess within, I guess, Cuddle Club, um, that's the, the children's cuddling brand. Um, mm -hmm. We 
um, I guess we're advertising um, three different versions of the same product. So okay. a white version, an orange version, and a blue version. Mm -hmm. And we were looking at the ad conversion rates by uh, color variation. Mm -hmm. um, we noticed that um, the white one had a 50% higher uh, ad conversion wow. rate than okay. the blue and the orange one. However, we were advertising about equally across the three. So we had our ad spend, 33% orange, 33% yeah. white, and 33% blue. We switched like all the advertising, more or less. Um, there it wasn't a ton of intent in the keywords. Um, so more or less all of the ad spend for oh, those yeah. uh, were changed to the white one. Okay. And we increased the profit overnight, essentially 20% um, wow. on those variations. Um, and that paid for Junglelytics for basically the next year. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Small change like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like when you're, when you're um, running a business at scale and you make like small changes that have big impacts, um, it turns Especially out. Especially when you have 800 SKUs, like one change here, one change there, it end up being like 40, 50 changes that is going to completely change the business. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> cool thing is that change now kind of lives within our business. And every month we're basically getting the same wow. value. Uh, yeah, because that change is now persistent uh, within that part of our business. That's good. Yeah, and and now that that you mentioned this, and and um, I guess I would like to ask you: Do you have some scenarios, I guess, where you have actually used Jungleitis for a new product development? And what I mean by this is maybe you realize that the white color, because it sells so much, I guess you could even come to a conclusion that maybe I I could launch into different type of design or clothing or sizes have you even done that with, with that data before because yes, I, I think it would be interesting to see that yeah so not a ton with junglelytics data because it mostly focuses on or it focuses exclusively today on historical data um but i have used the the uh brand search performance uh, i see query report to kind of try to figure out what people are searching for that is currently under i see place I see. Um, and then after we do new product launches, we use Junglelytics to measure. That's interesting. Yeah, I see. Uh, good, like good. Of, are, we, are we achieving our goals in terms of, well, not initially profitability, but over time profitability? Are we mm -hmm. hitting um, our targets for um, various SKUs with, or various child SKUs within the parent group? Um, mm -hmm. And kind of trying to get that first read on which of the variation options are the most popular amongst the, the uh, parent skewed. Um. Nice. Uh, now, when it comes to Junglelytics, I mean, I also remember that the amount of person personalization you can do was mm -hmm. very interesting, like the dashboards and all the different KPIs you can look at. So maybe can you give us just a high level, like what are the, what are some of the uh, perks or features would you say that are uh, very interesting from Junglelytics in terms of the metrics that you can see and, and the options you have. So people that is listening and watching can have an, an idea of what they can expect from the tool, yeah? Yeah, so I guess there's two main, I guess, features in that capacity. Um, the first is filters. So mm -hmm. we allow um, users to 
filter their catalog to any subset of their ASINs. So what that means is you can use easy to use, easy to figure out dropdowns that let you select as many uh, regions, product lines, primary variants, and secondary mm -hmm. variants as you want to show up within the data um, that on the dashboard that you're building. So you okay. could filter out just to one region, two regions, as many regions as you want. And then mm -hmm. similarly for product lines, you could filter down to, I just want to see my fleece sweatpants SKUs, or I just want to see my sweatshirt SKUs, or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, and then similarly, you can do the same for primary and secondary variant. So I only want to see two packs, or I only want to see red colored items, or I only want to see things that are sour cream and onion flavor. Yeah. And it's, and whatever it's, it is, yeah. depending <laughs> on, on what you're you're selling. Um, so that's that's one of the two axes that, of customization that we have. The second is um, every dashboard is fully customizable by the user. Uh -huh. So you can yeah. add as many, uh, we call them cards, but uh -huh. if you think about how Facebook works on the newsfeed, you have little uh -huh. containers that have information displayed inside yeah, them. Squares. Yeah, uh -huh. our, our user interface um, uses the same paradigm, and you can add as many cards as you want to a dashboard. Nice. Fully customizable, and then each card uh, typically has one or more metrics on it and then some mm. sort of data display. And all of that is also fully customizable. So um, when you add a card, say it starts as a sales card, you could change mm -hmm. that to tacos, you could change that to percentage PPC if you wanted to mm. see the percentage of your sales that are coming from PPC versus organic. Mm -hmm. To inventory, you could change it to anything you can imagine that, yeah. is a that you could measure your Amazon business by. Um, we allow... Well, you have no excuse now to to say I don't know what are my numbers. With a, with a few clicks, you you will know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whether they're hopefully they're good, but uh, yeah, even if they're bad, that means that you have you a lot know of opportunity how? to yeah. uh, improve things. Yeah, yeah, because I think the worst feeling is that when things are going bad, but you don't know how to fix it, and with exactly. this, you can find the the things that are not working. And that's actually yeah. like one of the main reasons why I made Junglytics is like was constantly asking the question like what happened yesterday what why happened yesterday? Sales are down? yeah like <laughs> sales down sales up either way i'm like i have no idea yeah and and it just had relate you're hoping next day is better and that's it yeah <laughs> yeah but i had no control and no no ability to dig into the numbers and see the specific parts of my business that were changing um, yeah and now important. i'm able to zoom in and out to the level that's appropriate for the question that i'm that i'm asking very nice, very nice. Good, Tom. So I guess uh, now if you can tell us a little bit about how people can join the, the, the tool, if you have any promotion going on, can you give us a little bit about that as well so we can start concluding? Yeah. Um, so we have a free trial um, mm -hmm. with no credit card required for 30 days. Um, you can check that out at junglelytics.com. Okay. Uh, we're also offering 50% uh, off um, for the first three months. Nice. Uh, promo code, yeah, ecompc50. Uh, oh, wow. Thank you. Yeah. Um, Good. We're excited to, to have people check out the tool. We're relatively new on the market, but we think uh, that what we have to offer is going to be super valuable for the Amazon seller community. Sure. Yeah. I recommend all the listeners and everybody watching. So use the code ecompc50, right? That's the, the code. I'm going to make sure as well to put everything down in the description so you guys can also find it there. And Tom, do you also want to share maybe your email or, or LinkedIn if people want to reach out to you and ask you any question? Yeah. Um, my email is tom at junglelytics.com. And you okay. can find me on LinkedIn 
um, if you search for Tom Rolf. Um, nice. The link for that will also be in the description. I'll, I'll send Good. it. Yeah, Good. for sure. Yeah, thank you very much, Tom. So in the meantime, thank you for that discount. I'm looking forward to having a feature to see the extra features that I'm pretty sure you're going to bring to the market. Yeah, so it's yeah. been a pleasure, man. Yeah, let's give it that. Likewise. See you, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.